the message or the gospel preached after the cross and during the early period of the book of Acts. Is it the same as our gospel or not? Hi everyone, my name is Francis Simeon and you are listening to the Pauline Fellowship Bible Study. And uh, before anything else, hey, make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel there. And not only that, make sure you hit that bell so um, you know whenever a new video comes on. So um, anyway, before we go forward, let's uh, have a review of, um, of what we talked about last week um let me take this off real quick because uh i can hear anyway and it's kind of hard to concentrate whenever whenever i have that on um last week we talked about the gospel of the kingdom and if you haven't uh watched that or listened to that yet go over to spotify or apple or google or amazon and you can subscribe to our podcast the uh Workman Unashamed podcast, and then if not, you can go back to. I'm gonna put a uh, a little clip of our video over here, and um, make sure you watch that. Uh, but just a review of the Gospel of the Kingdom. Now I know the Gospel of the Kingdom will come back um, right after the catching away, which is any time now. Um, so during the time of the tribulation, right before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so the gospel of the kingdom will be preached again as per Ma uh, Matthew chapter number 24. But for last week, we just studied or we just talked about the uh, the period, excuse me, from John the Baptist over to the cross. And then we also talked about who spoke, who, was the, who were the speakers of the gospel of the kingdom, who were the preachers of the gospel of the kingdom. By the way, mind you, the goal is to figure out if the gospel of the kingdom is one and the same uh, with our gospel that was given to us by the Apostle Paul. Uh, the speakers, the preachers of the gospel of the kingdom, John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the disciples. Uh, notice, not the Apostle Paul. Okay, The audience is the nation of Israel. Matter of fact, in Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 5 to 6, God or the Lord Jesus Christ gave direct um, orders to the disciples, don't go to the Gentiles. And so the uh, timeline is different from our gospel. The gospel's timeline, the speakers are different. There's no Apostle Paul there. The audience is definitely different. And then the content, the content of the gospel of the kingdom is not the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that once you place your belief apart from works, you are, are saved, okay? The content of the gospel of the kingdom, essentially, I just, you know, I, I, after we grab everything, I, all of the verses that we, we talked about last uh, last week, in Mark chapter number one, the early verses of Matthew chapter number three and four, uh, Acts chapter 19, verse four, repent for the kingdom is at hand. The time is fulfilled. 
uh, it's at hand. And when it's at hand, that means it's something that's going to happen already. Believe on Jesus Christ and be baptized to manifest your faith as well. So uh, if you want to uh, go back and listen to that video, you are welcome to do so. Now, the question or what now what we're going to be talking about is what happened right after the cross and uh, in early Acts, because a lot of people. Our goal last week was uh, sorry. Our goal last week was to try to differentiate the uh, gospel of the kingdom right around the time of John the Baptist to the cross. Is it the same as our gospel? A lot of people would say, "Yeah, there's only one gospel in the Bible. It's all one and the same." As we saw last week and during the review, things that are different are not the same. Um, well, then a lot of people, then some people would make the excuse, well, then maybe it's the same, you know, after, after the, uh, the, the cross. Well, let's see. John chapter number 20, verses six to nine says, then come at Simon Peter, uh, following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head not lying with the uh, linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must, he must rise again from the dead. So many people would say, yeah, the ministry of Paul and Peter are the same. The ministry of Paul and Peter are just, you know, they're the same. It's just in different timeline, but the messages are all the same and things like that. Well, if Peter knew, if Peter understood, you know, sorry, if the if the message of Peter is the same as the death, burial, and, burial and resurrection uh, message of the Apostle Paul, how come he only knew it right after he saw it says, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Matter of fact, if you go to Luke chapter number 24, verses 10 to 11, it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales. And they believe them what? They believe them not. So if you would say that, hey, listen, the disciples preached the same thing that the Apostle Paul preached. When Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, came to, talk, to tell the apostles, hey, guess what? The Lord Jesus Christ, just like he said, just like we've been preaching, just like the same thing like the Apostle Paul said, that he, he would die, and then was buried, and then he would rise again the third day. It guess what? It happened. What what did Luke chapter number twenty four verse eleven said? And their words seemed to them as a party. Let's celebrate. Nope, that's not what it says. Seemed to them as idle tales, and they believe them what not. Mark sixteen verse eleven says, and they, when they had heard that he was alive. And had been seen of her, believed what? Not. 
So it could not be one and the same because the 12 apostles or the disciples did not even believe that he rose again from the grave until they saw, until they ran over there and saw it with their own eyes. And even then, when they saw it, they still could not understand. Uh, Luke chapter number 24, verse number 25, verse 27. Remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was walking on the road, uh, on Amaros, Emmaus Road, and there was two disciples over there who were really sad and depressed because of what's going on. They could not even recognize the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and let me pause over there. Sometimes we're just so depressed with the problems that are going on with this world. And sure, I get it. It's hard. And sometimes it just is a, the whole world in, in, in on our shoulders. That sometimes it's too hard. We're too focused on the world that we cannot even recognize the hand of the Lord working in our lives. That's just a little side note over there, and, and I just wish to encourage you. Get into the Bible, especially the words that the Apostle Paul wrote, and be encouraged, brethren, so we can you know, set our affections on things above and not things on this world. Anyway, so they were walking on the road, and they could not even recognize the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in Luke chapter number 24, verse number 25 says, Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he even had to... Uh, to explain to the disciples, to the believer, or to to those get to those uh, people after the cross. Hey, listen! According to the scriptures and according to the writings of Moses, I this had to happen to me. And so we'll talk about this some other time. The mystery is not that the Lord Jesus Christ would die and would be buried and rise again, over and over again. He would tell them to the disciples. It's not a secret hid. He told them that, that that's, this was going to happen. They just could not understand it. And then over here in this verse, it says that he explained from Moses and the prophets that this is going to happen. So it's not a mystery. Uh, and I've mistakenly preached this before, especially during, during uh, you know, Easter, <laughs> Easter time, I guess. Um uh, I, I made the mistake of preaching. Hey, guess what? If the apostle, or you know, um, if the if the devil knew that the Lord Jesus Christ would rise again, he would not have crucified them. But that's not the case. That's wrong. That's not what the Bible says. Over and over again, Jesus told them that this was going to happen. That's not the mystery. The mystery is that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to make. Uh, the Gentiles part of the same body with the Jews. Uh, and anyway, so praise God, we're going to talk about that later on. But suffice it to say, they did not understand what was going on right after the cross of Calvary. And it's not the same message. Uh, and we'll talk about that here later on. Now, what's the reason why uh, we are asking, we're looking into this question? What the, first of all, what's the question anyway? The question is, was our gospel, you know, uh, was our gospel 
preach the same gospel that we believe right now, Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Was that gospel preached immediately after the cross and during the earthly events in the book of Acts? And that's what we're going to be looking at right now. And why is that important? That's really important because if yes, if that's the same gospel that was preached then, then baptism is going to be a requirement of salvation. If yes, if that's the same gospel that was preached then, then sign gifts are supposed to be proof of salvation. If yes, then you and I need to not worry about our earthly possessions and just sell everything that we have and give it um, to you know to the ministry because why would we need them when the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon to uh, to set up His literal earthly kingdom anyway, right? If yes, if that is the same message preached then after the cross and the early period of the book of Acts, then these three would prove to be true. And that's why there's a lot. You, you just read these things over here and you already think of some groups that actually do them. Some groups that prove that say, hey, if you don't talk in tongues or if you don't he uh, uh, um, heal the sick, that means you're not saved. And there's a lot of cults that I actually had a classmate before, a couple of them, that uh, quit school in college because they wanted to live in a commune and just give everything that they have. Okay, And, of course, you also know a lot of groups and denominations who believe that baptism, water baptism, is a requirement for salvation. Okay, So let's continue. Let's look immediately after the cross. Let's look at that period and see what did they preach. Uh, what were they looking for? What were they concerned with back then? Okay. Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. This is from the Lord Jesus Christ and is another version of, or if I, if I may say, a more complete version, a more detailed version of the Great Commission given in the, in the end part of the book of Matthew. Matthew 16, verse 15 to 18, right? And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the Huh? What's that? The gospel. And so the question is, that gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about, is that the same as our gospel? Or is that the gospel of the kingdom? Let's see. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Can't really do much of uh, massaging that message over there, right? Can't really do much of uh, mental um, gymnastics to try to let it say that it's just believing and baptize is just, it means something else. No. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. We're lit Bible literalists and we believe what the Bible said, says. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Right? So... If you believe and you are baptized, then you are saved. If you believe this gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. What gospel is that? Well, as soon as you believe and you're baptized, well, guess what? These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. 
they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. See? So a lot of people, uh, the fundamentalist will claim the first paragraph over here about preaching the gospel to every creature and try to do mental gymnastics on the second paragraph over here. He that believeth and is baptized shall be, shall be saved and he that believeth not shall be damned. And then totally forget about the next two paragraphs over here. Or, you know, all of a sudden, they're, they, you know, in the first two paragraphs, they, they don't rightly divide. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to the last two paragraphs, all of a sudden, they remember, oh, wait a second, I'm supposed to rightly divide over here. Right? Uh, that's for our more fundamental groups. Um, for the Pentecostals or the Charismatics, they believe that all this is talking about them. This is for them and written to them. And so they'll say, well, if you don't speak new tongues, if you don't uh, heal the sick, then if you don't cast out devils, then you do not really believe because those are signs that will follow them that believe. Magically, however, they will not try to prove that drinking anything deadly or handling serpents is something that will not bother them. Oh, believe me, there are some groups that tried and, of course, fail. We're always sad whenever something bad happens to that, to, to people like that, but that's just because they, you know, you need to rightly divide the word of truth. If not, it's dangerous for your health. Okay, so that's immediately after the cross. Quick question. Once you believe that the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient, you don't need to work for your salvation. You believe, you trust that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is the propitiation for your sins. Once you believe that and you are saved, do you have the ability to cast out devils? Can you speak in new tongues? Can you handle serpents and not be bitten? Well, if you're bitten, not be not nothing bad will happen to you. Can you drink any deadly thing and bad, you know, not nothing bad will ha happen to you? You know what? Some of the number one, some of the top problems of missionaries that go to foreign countries are they go over there, and because they're not used to the subpar water conditions that they have, they drink the water and all of a sudden have diarrhea. Really? They drink, you know, they're saved. If they drink any deadly thing, nothing shall, it shall not harm them. That's why it's important to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Okay. So that's immediately after uh, the cross. Needless to say, well, if this gospel is the same as our gospel, then this is also our commission. This is our great commission. But, well, what is that gospel? 
the preacher that brought our gospel in isn't in the scene yet. He's not going to come into the scene until um, Acts chapter number 9. So what gospel is that? And how come it has signs? Sign gifts, by the way. Another verse says, uh, the Jews require a what? A sign. Okay. So let's look. That was immediately after the cross. What about Acts chapter number 1? Acts chapter number 1, verse 6. When the disciples were with the Lord Jesus Christ, he was resurrected already, right? What were they concerned with? What were they looking for? Did they say, Lord, well, now that you died, was buried, and rose again the third day, all we have to do is believe, right? And now we're saved, and you're going to take us to heaven, right? Is that what they said? No. One Acts chapter 1, verse 6, when they therefore were, can't, were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the what? The kingdom to Israel? And remember last time, last week, we talked about that kingdom as being an earthly, literal kingdom that God had promised the nation of Israel from the time of Abraham and to the, to the time of David. And that's why when the wise men came to look for the newly born Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew, they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And that is why the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ in that book, Matthew depicts the Lord Jesus Christ as the king. And that's why they trace his lineage straight through Abraham, and then the son of Abraham and the son of David, right? Because they're promised the kingdom. And when the Lord Jesus Christ came, he was offering. He came to give them the literal kingdom that they prom that he, pr he promised them. And that's why he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's here. The time is fulfilled. But then they rejected him. And so, um, well, I, I, I'm getting excited here. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, and so after the cross, they were still looking for it. That's what the Jews are looking for. So we talked, we, we saw what they were concerned with, what they were preaching after the cross. And then what they were looking for in Acts chapter number one. Acts chapter number two is kind of long. And that's why we're going to look at the setting, the preachers, the audience, and the content during this time. And this is really important because a lot of people peg Acts chapter number two as the beginning, as the start of their church, which they will also call the church of the, which is the body of Christ. Okay. Now the question is, is it though? Let's look at the setting. Number one, okay? Acts chapter number two, verse number one. And when the day of what? Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. So the day of Pentecost or the feast of Pentecost is what's going on in, in Jerusalem right there and then. And that is why a lot of Jews, a lot of people, who were 
who both live in Jerusalem or in Israel or in Judea during that time and from all around the surrounding areas would come up to Jerusalem during that time because it was the Feast of Pentecost, right? What happens during the Feast of Pentecost? What, what does that mean? Pentecost means 50 days. Look at Leviticus chapter number 23, verse 15 and 16. And ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete because that's, you know, seven days. So seven Sabbaths, seven times seven is, or, you know, seven days in a week. Um, Sabbath is the end of that, the day of rest. Um, and so seven times seven is 49. Seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, which is so 49 plus one, the morrow is 50 days. So Pentecost shall ye number 50 days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. And so during the Feast of the Pentecost, the, the nation of Israel, or the Jews, wherever they're from, uh, the Jews from Greece would come down. The Jews that are uh, in different places would, would would come to Jerusalem and celebrate the day of Pentecost. That was the setting then. And that's really important because a lot of people will say, no, it's not just the Jews that they were talking to in Acts chapter number two. It's Jews and Gentiles. There's no more difference in the body of Christ. Is it, however? Well, that's why we're trying to figure out. We're just letting the Bible speak for itself. We're not doing any mental uh, gymnastic here. We're not trying to massage it into whatever we want it to say. Okay? So we, talk, we talked about the setting. Now let's talk about the preachers. Who was preaching during that time? Right? In Acts chapter number 2, verse 14a, it says, But Peter... Standing up with the who? 11, right? So 11 plus Peter, that's 12. By the way, one of them is not uh, one of them. Or sorry, Judas was not one of them anymore. And they voted in Acts chapter number one who that was going to be. And that was um, uh, Matthias. And so um, Peter plus the, the 11 is 12, all right? Same as the disciples that were, of course, sans Matthias, that were given charge to preach the gospel of the kingdom in Matthew chapter number 10. But as you can see, this was the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost saying, listen, Peter and the 11 lifted up, or sorry, standing with the 11 lifted up his voice. So he, he recognized the apostleship of Matthias during that time. In Acts chapter number 2, verse number 4, I'm going to rewind a little bit, 10 verses back. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven, now, now, with this was uh, sorry. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speaking in his own language, 
And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not how many? All these which speak what? Galileans. Jews to Jews. Right? And now hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. Now that's actually the verse that people use to say to make the Bible say that these are all Gentiles. See? It's talking about them having their own tongue. No, these are Jews that live in different areas who have taken the language of that area, but they're up in Jerusalem because of Pentecost. So you need to look at the setting. The preacher, the preachers that we're talking about are the apostles who are all Gal who are who are all Jews speaking to Jews. The Old Testament law says I'm, we're not supposed to mingle with Gentiles. They were also commanded in Matthew chapter number Matthew chapter number 10 not to go to the Gentiles. And so what they're one what they're wanting to do was to talk to you know their own the Jews who were there celebrating the Pentecost. So we talked about the setting, we talked about the preachers. We talk. Let's talk about the audience. Who are they talking to? Okay. Well, uh, Acts chapter number two, verse number five, and then we're going to jump to verses number nine to eleven. Verse number five. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Right. So these were Jews that were also devout men, who were who who. Uh, were who came to Jerusalem and dwelt there to celebrate the Pentecost, but they, they came there from every nation under heaven. What nations were these? Later on, uh, you, you jump over to verse 9, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, and the dwellers in Mesopotamia, and in Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, and Egypt, and the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome. And see, a lot of people would say, yeah, see, those are Gentiles. Well, look at the next the next two, uh, three words. What are they? Jews and proselytes. What would all these people up there do in the in in Jerusalem if they're Gentiles? They don't care about that piece of land. Right? They're there to celebrate something. They're there to celebrate the Pentecost because they're Jews and proselytes. And not just Jews and proselytes, they were devout Jews and proselytes. Okay? Next. Uh, in Acts chapter number 2, verse number 14, when Peter stood up to talk to them, how did he address them? Uh, verse number 14, we read part of this earlier. Peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem. He didn't say Gentiles. He said, Ye men of Judea. By the way, he was speaking empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so he could not have made a mistake here. Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell unto Jerusalem. That was the salutation. Be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Jump down to verse number 22. He continues to address them. Ye men of 
what? Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Ye yourselves also know. If these were Gentiles from other nations, how would they have known that Jesus um, told them or showed them miracles and things like that? Did they tune in to CNN or to Fox News? No. They did not know because, I mean, sorry, they wouldn't know because they, you know, they're Gentiles. They wouldn't care about that. They, however, they did know, the people that Peter were talking to did know because they were men of Israel. They knew what just happened a few days before. <coughs> Excuse me. Acts chapter number two, verse number 36. Therefore, remember when there's therefore, this is the uh, this is the conclusion of the whole message in Acts chapter number two. Right? And the conclusion of the message, Peter continues to address who he's talking to. Who's he talking to? Therefore, let all the Gentiles know assuredly. Is that what he said? No. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Set aside the context of what he's talking about first. That'll be the next thing we'll talk about. However, know this, that we cannot run away from it the people that Peter was addressing, excuse me, is the house of Israel. That should give us the clue then of what gospel he was talking about in, in that the, the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about in uh, Mark chapter number 16 in that great commission. Okay. So we talked about the setting. We talked about um, the preachers. We talked about the people that he was talking to or the audience, people that he was addressing. It's not, it's all looking like this is not supposed to be to us, this message, right? Because I'm not part of the house of Israel. Let's talk about the content. What's that content that he was talking about in Acts chapter number two? <clears throat> Acts chapter number two, verse 16 says, this is that, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Remember, Peter stood up and he was um, under the power of the Holy Spirit. So that means he is not making a mistake here. If you're saying that this is just an allegorical thing that Peter was just referring to to get people to believe and, but this is not really that which the prophet Joel was talking about. That means you're saying that the Holy Spirit can make a mistake. And we know that that's not true. What is that which the prophet, which is spoken by the prophet Joel? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. <laughs> Here it is. And it shall come to pass that in the last day. So Peter is saying, remember what the prophet Joel said that in the last days, this is that. This day right now, this is that last days. Say it, God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men 
shall see shall dream dreams excuse me and my servants and on my handmaid sorry and on my servants and on my handmaidens that's the reason why i got red eyes i'm coming in from work excuse me and uh so i beg your pardon <laughs> um kind of tired eyes over here anyway going back and on my servants and on my handmaidens i will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon shall, uh, sorry, the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Remember, that's Peter saying, listen, the right now where we're at, that this is that which the prophet Joel spoke. This is that last day that he was talking about. We're here. The Lord Jesus Christ is about to come as a sign. Uh, you know, the sun is going to be darkened and the moon will will be like, well, shall be turned into blood. Um, did he make a mistake there? Of course not. There's a dispensational reason that that's going, that he was saying that right he did not make a mistake there anyway and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the lord shall be saved so remember we're talking about the content the content of what peter was talking about was is talking about the, just like in the book of revelation right before the second right before the coming of the lord jesus christ and just like what it says in the book of Matthew chapter number 24, right before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? What is so important? What is so significant about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? When the Lord Jesus Christ comes after the tribulation, which is what the prophet Joel is talking about, that is when he sets up that literal earthly kingdom that they, he promised the nation of Israel, the same kingdom they were asking for in Acts chapter number one. So what do you think that gospel is that he was talking about, that the Lord Jesus Christ was talking about in Matthew, or sorry, in, uh, in Mark chapter number 16? What gospel is that? Is that our gospel of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection? Of course not. Okay. Uh, continuing, Acts chapter number 22, verse 22 to 24, still on the content, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, okay, not the Gentiles, ye men of Israel, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Remember when we were talking about that with uh, John the Baptist, uh, sent his disciples. He was in prison, and John the Baptist sent sent his disciples to ask the Lord Jesus Christ, "Are you really the one that was sent, or should we look for another?" Guess what the Lord Jesus Christ said, told the this to John the Baptist disciples, "Look at the people that are sick; they are healed. Look at the people that uh, are wanting. I gave it, uh, you know, I preached to them, and things like that." Meaning. It's involving the sign gifts, right? And God 
gave them signs and wonders and miracles because the Jews require a sign. Anyway, continuing on, which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourselves also know. Him, who's that him? Jesus of Nazareth, antecedent of that pronoun him. Being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, that Jesus of Nazareth, him ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. This is the message now, okay? It does not even sound like it's good news. It's just like, it's like an indictment. It's an indictment saying that Jesus Christ, whom you crucified and slain, you have cru crucified and slain, whom God had raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Praise God. Right? So, um, the message so far is not, does not sound like trust in his death, burial, and resurrection. You don't have to do any works at all. Um, and, and you will be saved. The message so far is sounding like Jesus, and the, the Lord Jesus of Nazareth, the one that you crucified and slew. God raised him up and made him. Uh, well, let's see. Acts chapter number two, verse thirty-six. Therefore, let all uh, all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord. And Christ. We're going to talk about this uh, in the following weeks. The gospel of God, as defined in Romans chapter number one, is talking about this. Right? He made God the Father made the Lord Jesus Christ um, Christ, and that is proved proven by the resurrection. Uh, anyway, so continuing on. What's the response to all of that in Acts chapter number 2, verse 38 and 39? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized. And all you have to do is trust his death, burial, and resurrection. Is that what it says? No. Repent and be baptized. Same as just like what it says in Mark chapter number 16. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for what? For the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children. The promise is unto you and to your children. And to all that are afar off. That's still the nation of Israel. That's not talking about the Gentiles. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Okay. So that's the content in Acts chapter number 2. Still not talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. That... Solely by believing, apart from works, you're saved. That's not still different. So let's jump to Acts chapter number three. Um, for time's sake, we're not going to be talking about. We're not. I would love to read the whole thing. I'm actually trying to write a book on the book of Acts, just like a, a, a brief commentary with graphs and stuff like that. So please continue to pray. Uh, Acts chapter number three. Well, surely in Acts chapter number three, it's the our gospel is going to be preached over here now. Well, let's see. Acts chapter number 3, verse number 12, verse 2.15. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, 
Ye Gentiles. Is that what it, sa it says? No. Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though ye by our own sorry, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Excuse me. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of if you are unsure if he was talking to us, the Gentiles, or the nation of Israel, here's another clue. The God of our fathers. Literally speaking, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the fathers of the nation of Israel, the patriarchs, if you will. The God of our fathers had glorified his son, whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. It's still that indictment saying, listen, that Jesus Christ, they whom you crucify, he he's uh, he is made to be Christ, or he is he is Christ as proven by the resurrection. Anyway, continuing on, but he denied the Holy One and the Just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God had raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Still that indictment, it's not believe in his death, burial, and resurrection apart from works. Acts 3.19, continuing. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When? When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Shoo! That should give you a clue. Right now, with our gospel, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, and put your trust in his blood, and it's the propitiation for our sins, no work whatsoever is needed. Right now, you are already forgiven. In Acts chapter number 3, Peter was talking to the nation of Israel saying, Repent ye, and be converted. That means, you know, repent. Repent that that includes the baptism of repentance and be converted, the water baptism of, of repentance, I should say, that your sins may be blotted out when? Future, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. That's talking about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, is that the same as our message? Future forgiveness? Friend, I don't know what you did in your life. I, God knows I did a whole bunch of wrong, bad things. God knows that. But praise God as soon as you trust in his death, burial, and resurrection alone. Praise God you are forgiven and you have peace with God. Amen. I don't know. What would I don't know if that does not encourage you or what, but that sure is just a drink of cold water to this thirsty soul. Amen and amen. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ now. Amen. That's Acts chapter number three. Acts chapter number four. Getting there. Almost done. Amen. Acts chapter number four, verses eight to ten. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people. Now who's he talking to? What's the rule? Who's the rulers? He is he talking about? Which rulers is he talking about? And elders of who? Israel. 
if we this day be examined of the good deed done to this to the impotent man, man by what means he has made whole, be it known unto you all and to all who the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. So the message during the early part of, of Acts is a mixture of the gospel of the kingdom. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But you also have to repent because that Jesus that you crucified, God raised him to, from the dead and made him Lord and Christ. See? He's still talking to the people of Israel, not the Gentiles. Acts 4, verse 11 to 12. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Praise God. Amen. Acts 4, 32, 34, and 35. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of... Uh, said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices to the thing of the things that were sold. Uh, verse number 35, And laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Why would they hold on to their earthly possessions when they believe that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is just around the corner and when he does come, he's going to set up a literal earthly kingdom. None of their earthly possessions would matter anymore because they were going to be given more literal earthly material blessings. Amen. See, if this is the same as our gospel, then why aren't we selling everything that we have and giving it to the ministry? By the way, there's, there's, this, is, this is part of um, where, what the uh, prosperity gospel stands on. So be careful. There is a need to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Acts chapter number 5. Still, we're not... No signs whatsoever of Paul standing up and saying, hey, listen, I'm preaching this to you. This is the gospel by which you are saved. That uh, How that Christ died according to the scriptures, was buried, and on the third day arose again according to the scriptures. No sign of that whatsoever just yet. Okay, we're in Acts chapter number 5, verse 29. Bear with me, we're almost done. Then Peter... And the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers, there it is again, our fathers. That means that's definitely, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to whom? Israel. Still Israel. And forgiveness of sins. We know that's talking about when 
uh, the Lord Jesus Christ comes. Remember the question earlier? Was our gospel preached immediately after the cross and during the early events in the book of Acts? So far, there's no sign of that whatsoever just yet. Apostle Paul isn't in the scenes yet. He's not there yet. He hasn't. He didn't pop up to say, hey, Christ died according to the scriptures, was buried, and the third day rose again according to the scriptures. That, there's none of that yet. The dealings was with the nation of Israel yet. As of yet. Okay. So far, the message to the nation of Israel, to the Jews, from Acts chapter 1 to 5 has been, Jesus, whom ye have, just this is just a summary, okay? Jesus, whom ye have crucified and killed, God raised him from the dead and made him both Lord and Christ. Now, you need to repent and be baptized so your sins can be blotted out when he comes, which according to the prophet Joel, is soon. If you really believed that he's coming soon, you won't waste your time with your processions because he's coming to set up a literal earthly kingdom. Our healings and miracles are signs so you would believe. And there are also signs that would follow those who do believe. So far, that's the message summarized from after the cross and the early, uh, early events of the book of Acts. Um, we're just talking Acts chapter 1 to 5. We don't really have time to talk about uh, to go on. So next time. Um, stay tuned because uh, next time we're going to start, you know, the next the next few chapters, six, seven, eight is really important because um, we're going to be talking about Stephen and um, the fall and the diminishing of the nation of Israel. And this is that transition that we're going to be talking about. Um the existence of the Apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle Peter, uh, he is the predominant character in the beginning of Acts, but then slowly diminishing. And then come uh, our, the uh, character of Saul, he gets saved, becomes the Apostle Paul, and then at the end of the book of Acts, he is the, uh, the dominant character over there. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, well, that's that, ladies and gentlemen. I hope uh, you were blessed by that. I guess I want to end by saying you don't have to wait for a future forgiveness of sin. You have it now. All you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection, and that His blood is sufficient is the sufficient sacrifice, the sufficient propitiation for our sins. Nothing we can do can save us. Amen and amen. Continue to pray for uh, the Pauline Fellowship that we can continue to uh, put out Bible studies just like this. If you have any questions, reach out to us. Email, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you follow us over there and uh subscribe to youtube and our our um 
uh, podcast. The man, <laughs> just long work day. So I hope you guys would uh, bear with me here. Anyway, long, uh, our podcast, The Workman Unashamed. You can you can follow and subscribe in and download, listen to them in, in Apple, Spotify, um, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I hope uh, you have a wonderful day and uh, God bless you.